Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Shout out to my cousin, Hypno Beats Hypnosis, on the beat for the opening intro track. Folks, ask and you shall receive. If you tuned into this past week's episode of Wrestling for the Culture, you would have heard me discuss Kofi Kingston and being kind of called out by good old J.R. Jim Ross, the WWE Hall of Fame broadcaster, professional wrestling broadcaster, and guess what? If he would have did sports for a long time, he would have been a sports broadcast Hall of Famer. Jim Ross said, you know, he wants to see Kofi Kingston take a more serious approach now that he's a WWE champion. Now you're the guy, you got people gunning after you. So we get to SmackDown. This past Tuesday night, we see Kofi come out there and then Michael Cole's doing this whole celebration and they're doing this lead up. They're going over his journey and I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, this man was just attacked by Kevin Owens a week ago on SmackDown. That's how we closed the show. But now all of a sudden, you're going to play this Kofi Kingston journey. I'm like, look, we've seen it already, right? But they got right to it. Excuse me. They got right to it. They showed us what happened last week. Um, and while it was cool, to, first before I get there, while it was cool to see the journey, we did that. We had three weeks of this, right? Let's get into this title reign. Let's get into the reign of Kofi Kingston. But we saw... Them talk about what happened with him and Kevin Owens. And, you know, Kofi talked about giving him a chance. All of a sudden, Kevin Owens comes out there. Xavier Woods tries to sneak attack him, but Kevin Owens beat him up. And afterwards, we saw Kofi chase him. And then we go backstage where Kofi Kingston is like, Xavier, look, you got a family to take care of. I can fight my own battles. I told you I got this covered. This goes to show you their friendship, their brotherhood, their bond. I understand why Xavier did it. I mean, come on now. The real way that was my tag team partner. I would have done the same thing. But I also like, you know, just watching it. I didn't get annoyed because I'm like, okay, they're going somewhere with this, right? And sure enough, we would see at the end of the night, Kevin Owens had... On the Kevin Owens show, Xavier was booked as his special guest. Well, Xavier must have still been nursing his injury, never came out. And Kevin Owens proceeded to play and toy with him as he held up toys of Xavier and toys of Biggie. All of a sudden, Kofi Kingston comes out and snaps. He had enough. You know, he tries to he attack Kevin Owens. And we saw him hit him with the announcer's chair that they sit in. And so Owens, you know, kind of had to break the eyes and get away. This is the aggression. You see, as this show is titled, he snapped on him. 
Now, that's exactly what happened. Kevin Owens, I mean, Kofi Kingston snapped on him. Now, again, I'm hoping Kofi can retain his WWE Championship at Money in the Bank. But what it's going to take is a mean, a nasty Kofi Kingston because Kevin Owens has been sitting back and waiting. He was supposed to get his title shot. He didn't. Uh, he got in a triple threat match at Fastlane. So we're going to see what happens when it comes down to those two. Kofi Kingston is the guy. He does have everybody gunning for him. So this is going to be interesting to see. And right now, this is the hot storyline. I think this could close the show. I know it's a little too early. I'm not a fan of Money in the Bank ladder matches closing the show at the pay-per-view because I always want that potential suspicion. I want to know, is it a possibility that somebody's going to cash in the briefcase? So only time will tell. Let's move on over to Monday Night Raw. We saw Kofi, um, excuse me, I'm about to say Kofi again. We saw AJ Styles and Seth Rollins have the official contract signing for their match at Money in the Bank for the WWE Championship. And, of course, it was kind of like I expected it would be, very respectful. But AJ Styles kind of said, look, I did everything I could do on SmackDown Live, United States Champion, WWE Champion, and now I'm coming for the Universal title. He wants to show that Raw is phenomenal. Now, Monday Night Raw needs it, needs the help. I did see the fans kind of get behind Seth Rollins, and, you know, they seem for a little portion there more behind Rollins than AJ Styles. That makes me wonder what's going to happen. Will we see a heel AJ Styles down the line? Or perhaps we'll see a, you know, a babyface versus babyface match. This could be like Shinsuke versus AJ, where this could be the beginning of a summer-long story. You know, only time will tell. Let's move on to the women in a uh, championship picture. Becky Lynch. She's facing Lacey Evans, you know. Lacey Evans looked like she's not playing. And she may be new to the roster, but she's coming up and she's presenting herself as a huge deal. And this is what I like about her. You know, she's not messing around. She's not having this happy-to-be-here attitude. She's showing she's a classy woman. And pretty much everybody else is beneath her. And she looks like a prime contender for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. A lot of people don't like it. But, I mean, if you're going to go out there, you're going to step bad to the man. The person who just defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. That's how you got to come. You got to come correct. And that's exactly what she's doing. Now, Becky, as we know, has her hands full. Because she's going to be also taking on... None other than Charlotte Flair. Now, she wrestled Bayley on this week's episode of SmackDown. It was a good match. Um, you know, she won win with the Disarmor, which, you know, was a good win for her. Showing, hey, she's the champion. She needs to be getting her wins, non-title or title matches. But then Charlotte Flair was right there for the picking, attacking both her and Bayley. So I personally, I'm going to say it, I think Charlotte Flair wins the title. I know a lot of people don't want to see it. I think Charlotte Flair should win the title. Let's get those fresh matchups, you know. I mean, she's Charlotte Flair after all, right? So, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I got an appearance coming up. So, here's a little preview to where you'll catch me this week. Hey, folks. 
Brian H. Waters here, host of Break It Down with Brian H., which you can find each and every week on all your podcast platforms by searching The Wrestling Realm. Make sure you follow me at Brian H. Waters and follow Wrestling Realm at Wrestling Realm. If not, you will end up in a chest protector like D-Lo Brown. Ah! What? <laughs> What's wrong with him? Ah. Ah. But it's a work because I'm healed. <laughs> Cravante, what are we talking about in this episode? <laughs> Should, should WWE move to one-day contracts for celebrities, or should, dare I say this, has WWE and boxing, are, are they turning into the same thing? We don't know, but we got Brian H. Waters in the wrestling realm, and we're going to get Cravante to watch wrestling nope. every week and get that WWE Network, Facebook.com slash The Flex on One, YouTube.com slash The Flex on One. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you tune in to this week's special episode of the Flex Zones Goofy Central brought to you by my main man, Cravante Hurd and Byron Dixon of the Flex Zone. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe to their show at the Flex Zone 1 on uh, Instagram and on YouTube, just search the Flexo, as they would say, the first one. So, we got Money in the Bank coming up. So, let's talk about it, right? We got, let's talk about the men's. Drew McIntyre. We got, let's see, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor. Randy Orton, former Money in the Bank winner, and Andrade. So, I'm excited for this one. We got Braun Strowman, the winner of last year's, didn't do anything with it. Baron Corbin, winner two years ago. We know what happened there. And then you got Randy Orton, who won it, and he won it actually last time I went in Philadelphia, successfully cashed it in with Daniel Bryan at the 2013 SummerSlam. Woo, still got nightmares about that one. But um, this is going to be interesting. Um, my money would be on Drew McIntyre out the gate. I am interested to see an Andrade in there. I really like, I, we know that the move of him being on SmackDown, they'll say it's because of the Hispanic audience. A guy like Bruce Pritchard may say, you know, they moved him on Raw. Realized it looked better than it sounded, but most people will know it's because him and Charlotte Flair are together, and why separate the two, right? But I think it's better for him on SmackDown. We saw in the tag team match, him and Randy Orton teaming up to go against Finn Balor and Mustafa Ali. Or I should think we just call Mustafa at this point. Um, but nonetheless, it was a good match, right? Um, there's better matchups to him here. I could see him being a WWE champion by the end of 2020. You know, and not saying that he'll win it then. Maybe he will win it before then. But I could see that. I feel like Monday Night Raw, he might get lost in the shuffle. And you may say that because Roman Reigns is on SmackDown Live, he would get lost there. Nonetheless, I think this is a perfect place for him. This is where he needs to be. Um, 
Randy Orton, you know, you're going to see the RKO's. Mustafa, I think he's in there for obvious reasons. He's, now I don't want to call him a spot monkey, but he's going to be the guy that gives you all the cool spots. He's going to do the diving. And I think that's cool. Um, I don't know if he'll gain that momentum he once had that he had before. Kofi, you know, obviously took his spot. Maybe he would have lost it anyway, um, but he has a bright future nonetheless. And then you have a guy like Drew McIntyre. The reason why I say he's the favorite, McIntyre has WWE Universal Champion written all over him. He's a monster heel. He's a guy who can talk. He's believable. He's somebody that you just look, he looks as if he could have that Triple H type run, except we would actually enjoy it, except, you know, outside the fact when Triple H was running things in 2003 and four, it was just like, can anybody beat this guy? So I'm excited to see this men's money in the bank. Money in the bank is always exciting. So I want to see what happens from here. Then with the women. Now, I can't really call it. I'm not going to lie. Got a girl like Ember Moon who could win it. I don't really think Naomi will win it, even though she's been hot on Raw. I mean, she picked up the win against Billy Kay last week. Um, this past week, she picked up the win against Alexa Bliss. So, Naomi's been hot, but I just don't think she'll be a Raw Women's Champion anytime soon. Natalia, no. I, I, no offense, just don't believe in her. Mandy Rose could sneak and win it, which I would find interesting because considering the fact that Sonya Deville told her, you was close, you go ahead and get in this. That would make more sense because that might create a little tension right there. And then if Mandy Rose wins the championship, you have a ready-made feud because you can always play the jealousy angle. Or in Mandy Rose's case, I'm better than you angle. Um, Carmella, I don't think you go two times. Same with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I'm happy to see Dana Brooke in this match. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Dana Brooke. But with the injuries to Nia Jax and then Tamina kind of being left in the um, la-la land, I think this is a huge opportunity for Dana Brooke um, to show what she can bring, to show that she can work, to show that she has the desire to be better than what she is. So I'll obviously have a Money in the Bank prediction show, uh, give or take. Um, things have been busy on this end, so we'll see. More likely I'll have a Money in the Bank prediction show, so I'll let you know and lock in my predictions when it comes there. Moving on, Bobby Lashley and The Miz last night. Miz was on, uh, well, Bobby Lashley was on Miz TV. Eventually, that led to Shane McMahon beating up The Miz. And we're going to get The Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. I don't care what anybody said. I like this feud. I like the fact that we get to see a heel Shane McMahon, something we haven't seen since the mid-2000s when him and his daddy was going up against DX. I always like when the McMahons are on the same page. When they're on the same page, you have something on your hand. You have something to deal with. So I'm interested to see where they go from here. Um, also, on Monday Night Raw, the Usos uh, and the Revival. Um, the Usos just coming to Raw wreaking havoc, doing what they do. Uh, we saw an interesting scene where the Revival, one of the guys was shaving the other guy's back. Usos made fun of it. So um, I think this could be a fun matchup. I really like the Usos being on Raw. Obviously, like I said before, fresh matchups. Took on the Good Brothers last night. 
I want to see them get with AJ Styles. I know we saw it before, but no. Put them dudes together. Make the stable. Come on now. Do it. Pull the trigger. Um, recent news on SmackDown. The Hardy Boys relinquish the WWE SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. Jeff Hardy was hurt during the attack by Lars Sullivan. I tweeted this at Brian H. Waters. I am not the biggest fan of Lars Sullivan. I'm just not. Um, but nonetheless, he was he attacked Shane McMahon. I mean, he attacked Jeff Hardy. And because of that, we're going to have to crown new tag team champions. We saw the B team there. I don't think they'll win it, but we did see them there. So I'm going to see what happens from here. So, folks, I'm going to wrap things up. But um, one of the things I got to talk about, AEW. So I got a chance to sit back and watch uh, Tony Khan's interview on the AEW YouTube channel. And I have to say, um, I'm intrigued. Um, he said one of the things about them versus other companies, they have the resources. He said he told his dad this could be the biggest business that they own. They are the same people who own the team that was within 12 minutes from going to the Super Bowl in 2017, that being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars haven't always been profitable, let's be honest. Um, they've had some struggles, but for him to say that AEW can be the biggest thing, we're going to see. Obviously, they can't sign everybody. Um, but I encourage you to check out that interview. It was really good um, just to see him just talk. Uh, it makes you feel intrigued what's going to happen as we get closer to Double or Nothing. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll be in May. Shout out. Was, um, this will be published May 1st. Most people hear this on May 1st. Shout out to my god brother, Mike. Happy birthday. My brother who I sat there and watched tons and tons of wrestling with, played tons of wrestling video games with from WCW, NWO Revenge, WCW Nitro, SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. Uh, so shout out to my good brother, my god brother, Mike. Uh, you can follow him at on Instagram. So I definitely had to get that in there. But it's going to be interesting, right? I want to see, I want, as a wrestling fan, I want to see two serious promotions. I want to be able to have an alternative. I want to see, even if it's not necessarily competition, I want to see the wrestlers, the boys, the girls get an opportunity to work and have choices of where they want to go to what's going to fit best for them. So, only time will tell. So, folks, oh, yeah, Cody Rhodes, right? So, he did this promo in the last Double or Nothing, and he talked about, you know, this isn't the Attitude Era. And I encourage you guys to check that out. I was, it, it got me wondering, and I have to say, I am intrigued by this match with him and his brother. I think it's going to be really good. And he wanted to remind people, we aren't just a bunch of kids trying to recreate the Attitude Era. So... Are they, are they not? I mean, they're a bunch of executive vice presidents, that's for sure. So, yeah, he addressed a lot of things that people have been saying about AEW. So make sure you guys check that out. But, folks, I'm going to wrap things up here. I know, quick show. I ain't going to lie. Wrestling been kind of boring the past few days. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. 
to the podcast, tuning in to us on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. You can get everything you need from the real Dwayne Allen and myself. There's content. You get bored. You want to be entertained. Go back and watch some of the old stuff from season one and season two of the wrestling realm. Go back and watch. Give me the book. Watch um, the breakout superstars. Watch some of our previews and see how we did, you know. So until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. If you like what you see, go ahead and hit subscribe down below and check out all the other stuff brought to you by The Wrestling Realm.